sort of build on the back of that just with a, a word from God. So Des and Sue, perhaps if you'd like to just come forward first. Neither of them have been particularly well over Christmas, so it's great to see you this morning. And uh, it's been great to have Des and Sue sort of just come into the life of the church uh, in recent times. They um, are from this area, but they spent a number of years in Skegness, um, the greatest coastal town on the east side of England, you know. And uh, I actually lived, it, my first ever church was in Skegness way, way back. And, uh, and that church has now moved to another location and has got a great sort of seafront venue. And Des and Sue were part of that church for a number of years. But we're so glad they came back this way and uh, found themselves into the life of Arena Church. And one of the areas that they've been involved in this year is, is small groups. So Des, Sue, perhaps just give a reflection on God's goodness to your life this year and maybe particularly... Perhaps in that area, please. Thank you. Yeah, we, we felt God calling us back to this area. And um, he's moved us around a fair number of times. And we've always been very sure. So we were very sure when we came here. And very sure of the church, even before we were, we'd got the house. So uh, we'd pick the church before we'd got the house. Or God had led us this way. I mean, amazing things happened. Even like we'd be driving to see a house at Eastwood and the phone would ring, and the agent would say, it's sold, or we'd be driving somewhere else, and, and God was saying, and, uh, you know, uh, the agent would again chip in and say, oh no, that one's been taken off the market. So it, everything pointed us this way, and, and it was just wonderful. So we knew we were in the right place, and so we just came and sat and, and enjoyed the worship and enjoyed the, um, the words and and, and got strong here, really, didn't we? Yeah. we? We'd worked hard over there, and we sort of built up in strength again. And we knew the importance all through our Christian life of small groups. I mean, we didn't get saved till we were 38 and 40. Um, and so, you know, we went into small groups straight away. And through small groups, we grew, we grew more quickly. I mean, I was so hungry. I wanted to eat the Bible and eat everything that was said at the front. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and then the small group uh, nurtured that need, if you like. It fed me in every way. And I think coming here, I mean... I, this is a bigger church than we've ever belonged to before. But I see it. I mean, some of you, we've been here 20 months. Some of you I've never had a conversation with. Some of you I know quite well. Some of you I know, you know, quite deeply. So when you think of this church, this is how I look. I think, hmm, 1,000 people. You know, if 1,000 people are in here and a stranger walks in, where does he fit? Where does he fit, you know? And the small group system, once that gets going, can pick that person up. And the love and the nurture can be there right from day one. They don't feel a stranger in the camp. And so some of you may think, I don't need that love. I don't need that nurture. I don't need to study the word at home. But no, but what can you give to that group? What can you give to the others that are there? That's the thing, isn't it? You know, we all need to share and to give. So it's good if you've got a mix of people in your group, young Christians, old Christians, old people, young people, and they can all share together their life experiences, the things that they've been through, and you never know. I mean, we went to my sister's house one day, Des and I, and there was a couple there from their church, and we didn't know them at all, none of their problems or anything. So we were like a small group, and we prayed together. And Des said something, he didn't know what he was saying really, he said something that spoke directly into their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And they said afterwards, that's the answer. 
And he didn't even know what he'd said, really. <laughs> but he had the answer. And that can happen in your small group. And it's also a place where you can learn to pray for each other. You can prophesy for the first time. You, you can grow in God. Uh, and that strength, is that wonderful. enough? <laughs> that is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Des is not feeling no. very well. That's the reason he's... Uh, but Des, well, I'll, say a, yeah. I'll say a few words. Um, I believe in, in small groups because I believe in fellowship. And I believe that through small groups, fellowship can grow quicker. Um, and I believe that in a church like this that is growing, then it's the way forward. I think that if we get the more small groups we can get going, then the greater the cohesiveness of the church will be because we'll all be singing from the same hymn sheet. We'll all be working towards the same things. So for me, however big the church is, small groups are important. We just want to say to you, both of you, thanks for, uh, uh, we've got a former pastor from Eastwood in the church, by the way, so I'm glad you didn't go to Eastwood. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, but no, thanks for just following your heart. Actually, it's great to see Edward and Rachel, by the way. But um, uh, thanks for following your heart in terms of return. And we know that you did that very seriously and keenly in terms of just sensing where God wanted you in returning from the East Coast. And thanks for being part of the church. And thanks for what you've given and uh, also, particularly this year, as we just talked about, particularly sort of, uh, you know, responding to Paul and Liz's lead to, to lead us to small group. And there's so much more to come from that. So we really appreciate it. And thanks for encouraging people this morning. It's an increasing journey that we want to grow in. And we believe that next year we'll go forward again uh, in the whole area of small groups with some more acceleration. So thanks ever so much. Let's give them a hand. Thank you. <clears throat> <clears throat> And we thank you as well because uh, both of them have not been well uh, over Christmas. And so uh, uh, just to sort of even make the effort to be with us this morning, thanks. Um, Andy, Andy's going to share for a moment. Uh, this is the little guy that sort of, um, uh, big chap and towers over everybody. And uh, Andy, just in the area of uh, serving the show, I know 2014 was just a great year for us to connect with you in Arena Church and ended up with you sort of finding a serving expression in the church. Maybe you just share a little bit on that for us, please. You know, when I first came to the church, I was, what, when I do anything, whether it be hobbies, work, whatever it is, it's 100%. And, and that's, that's 100% every day of the week. Um, so my, when I joined the church, um, I very quickly realized it was where I was going to be, where home was for me. Um, and I wanted to be involved. And obviously being a regular now at my, uh, every Sunday at Mansfield, um, we're starting to build teams at Mansfield now. And I got a call from Christine one day saying, can you help me building things at Mansfield? So that's, that's what I do. Um, <clears throat> I've read many things in the Bible about serving, and, and we're, on this, we're, on, we're on the earth to serve God. Uh, but not only that, to serve the community, to serve our church family. And everybody has a God-given talent. So whether you think it or not, whether you think, well, what can I do in the church? Everybody can do something because everybody has a talent. Whether it be making tea, hoovering the carpet, whatever it might be. And serving the church is a wonderful thing. It just makes everything good. Been a great year. Andy sort of came in, sort of beginning of 
uh, around about Christmas time last year out of a sort of text message that we got. Uh, been to his daughter's baptism at Leicester and then things just went from there. And just a real sort of shift in his whole expression of faith. And of course, Andy was one of our uh, people that was baptized at our first ever baptismal service in Mansfield in November. And it's fantastic. And Andy, we just sort of, you know, really thrilled that you've grown in faith and, and uh, if you like, you've caught the serving bug. And um, I just want to say that uh, it's a little cliche, but we are saved to serve. And like most cliches, you know, one game at a time, we're not looking too far ahead. But they, people say all that because they're true. And we are saved to serve and, and to find our God shape in the body of Christ. And uh, there's so much more to come from you, my friend. And I think you know that. Uh, but we want to thank you for serving so well. Can I, can I just add one other thing? I read yeah. something that Rick Warren had written about serving. And basically, his, he, he was saying that <clears throat> when, you go to he- when we all go to heaven, we'll be serving God. So why not practice serving while on earth? Now, that's a great statement, isn't it? It's a great statement. Can I just also add about small groups? I'm part of a small group at uh, Mansfield, and we've now got two small groups because that is growing really well at Mansfield. And I just want to um, echo what Des and Sue have said about small groups. Um, I quickly, as soon as I joined the church, one of the first things I did was join the small group, and that has helped me immensely. The fellowship, the companionship, the friendship of a small group is second to none. And the people in that group, everybody shares, we pray for each other, we pray for need, we read the Bible together, we learn about the Bible. And all the things that the church does, the Bible training school, the prayer nights, the small groups, they all bolt together to make church complete. And I think everybody sitting here now should aspire to be in a small group, should aspire to serve and should aspire to be here every week in that fellowship. And finally, Nathan. <clears throat> You'll have seen Nathan sort of uh, it, about 15 months ago, uh, Nathan completed his uh, degree course at Mattersea Bible College. Uh, so he's very well trained theologically. So if you get any difficult questions, don't come to me, go to him. <laughs> and um, he'll sort you out. Um, but it's been great that Nathan felt, and he, again, really processed this and, and uh, sensed the heart of God in terms of where he needed to be just in this next season of his life. And, um, and numbers of opportunities were there for Nathan, but he felt that he, he wanted to be part of Arena, and we're, we're pleased that he did. So about 15 months ago, Nathan sort of became part of the church. You've seen, seen him emerge to play his part in the band, but he's one of these multi-talented guys that uh, um, is very gifted in numbers of areas. And Nathan, we want to say we appreciate the fact that you've given time voluntarily uh, to the church. And maybe you'll just sort of talk a little bit about, about that and about your testimony over this year. Now you just sense God's just taking you forward. Thank yeah. you. Um, thank you very much, uh, obviously, for the introduction. And uh, I just love, it's just love being here. It's just a pleasure, really, more than anything else, just to be able to serve and, and help out wherever I can. Um, I think more than anything, I think... One of the things that I prayed about um, at the beginning of this year, and just as we come up to this time of fasting in, in January, I just encourage you just to get involved in it, because it's what, one of the things that really helped me, you know, the fasting period this year. And one of the things that I had on my mind for this year, I said to God, you know, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to take? What journey do you want to take me on this year? And I really felt like God was saying um, that he wanted to enlarge um, 
kind of my cap capacity in that sense. Because uh, the thing was, you know, I, uh, I've been brought up in, a, in a, a Christian family with pastors and been to Bible college and learned a lot of things. But for me, this, this year has been a lot more about, you know, I've had a lot of things put into me, but it's been about giving out this year. Um, and for me, I felt God was, you know, wanted to stretch me, you know, in the things that I could handle, you know, physically, spiritually, mentally. And I think it's been challenging, uh, the things that I've been doing, but I think more than anything, it's been really, really good for me. You know, it's not been easy, every, you know, every time, you know. One of the things I think we say as Christians and we don't realize is we make these statements and we don't realize what it actually means for our lives. So, you know, we might say something like, um, I really trust in God. God is really first in my life. And it's only when you start to outwork some of those things in your life that you realize how difficult it can be. You know, when maybe you come into a situation and you're thinking, well, I know God wants me to, to, to do this, but how is this going to weigh up together? You know, how am I going to, you know, have money every week? How am I going to have transport? How am I going to do things like this? And I think more than anything, this last year, God's just helped me to uh, put him first, just to trust him, you know, whatever happens that, you know, whatever happens in life that God's got my back, that God's going to provide, uh, is going to look after me. And, you know, I've got involved in many different ways and it's been fantastic, really. Uh, we've been doing some, I think, some fantastic, one of the highlights has been, I think, Universal this year. We've really grown and seen some fantastic things happen. And Alton Castle, I think, for me, has probably been the highlight for this year. Uh, it was just an amazing time together. Just seeing loads of really young people just grow and get to know God on a deeper level, which has been a joy for me personally. Yeah. That's, thank, thanks, Nathan. There are many things that take place that you may not always be aware of in the church. So one of the, the real passions of, of Nathan is, is to encourage that young generation uh, to go on a discipleship journey. And a great foil to Ellen and uh, Josh's lead uh, in terms of universal and so he has, he has brought a strength in that area and really encouraged young people to take the word of God in their context, in their age, in their generation seriously and really seek to outwork it. So thanks for that, Nathan. Thanks for having a passion for that. And, um, and we, we, as I say, we really want to thank you for all, for all that you're doing. I just sort of sense that as, as, as you're talking about this whole sense of God um, uh, working in your life, that he's, he's going to continue to, to work in you um, got a sense, even as you were talking, of God taking you to the edge and you thinking that's as far as it goes and then a whole new territory opens up again. And so keep walking to the edge. Keep walking to the edge because then there'll always be more. There'll always be more. And uh, just on the area of faith, that's why we've drawn the stories in this morning. Uh, faith is a challenge. It's, if you like, it's a spiritual muscle to develop. And the way that you develop your faith is to, is to step into those gulps of you know, what about money, what about transport, what about this, what about that? And allow God uh, to work in your life. And just to say that the, the leadership of the church try and live there. Um, so Christian and me live with gulps in our lives on a regular basis. Um, and sometimes they're big ones. And uh, so we continue to sort of try and pattern this journey of faith. God is always with us and he will always take us through and he'll always be the one that helps us. And so just be encouraged by that journey from Nathan this morning. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, amen. <clears throat> so we've just drawn two or three different stories from different people in the church that are faithfully just serving. 
And we trust that you felt inspired by that in small groups, in serving, in the journey of faith. And uh, that's for all of us. And we could draw on, obviously, numbers of other people around the church this morning, but time doesn't allow. But I trust that you've just been inspired afresh to continue to walk forward in God. And God's got great things for all of us as we continue to lean into him. Amen. So let's give Christian a welcome Amen. as he comes. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Over these next two minutes, would some people just come and fill in this section here and probably let's get warm and cozy together. If you feel that you'd like to do that, there's plenty of seats here on the front and two here. And so I'm going to give you two minutes to just those who feel compelled to just move and able to move, then if you would just do that, that would be absolutely wonderful. Our kids have now obviously in kids church program and so there are a few spaces available. Wonderful. Great. Now I want to announce to you, I wouldn't normally say something like this, but I think I have the coolest, blingest Bible now in the whole wide world. Okay, because my wife um, bought me this for, for Christmas and uh, it's, it's gold and it's full of bling, so I thought it, it would be absolutely great. I'm joking about that. Um, but one of the challenges of having a new Bible is now getting used to it. Phil will know this very well, that it's just terrible. Uh, Caroline said to me, first few days, you've not picked up the new Bible. I says, I'm just trying to still get my head around it. Um, because the reality is, as a speaker, as a preacher, you make a lot of notes. Well, I do. I only need two or three words in a, not like Phil, I need two or three words in a thing, and that's it. And so I'm now trying to learn to live with this new Bible. So please bear with me if I'm finding my way around it this morning. Anybody feel really inspired by those stories, those testimonies? I really do. Thanks ever so much, guys, for, for sharing so, so well and so capably uh, this morning. And it really inspires us to just continue to move forward. I just want to take a few moments, and that's really all I want to be um, this morning. I wonder if you've got a Bible, if you turn with me to 2 Timothy and chapter 4. 2 Timothy and chapter 4. I just want to read two verses um, together, and uh, they'll help us. As you're finding your way there, I I had the joy of um, contacting a number of people in my um, new role with Assemblies of God with regards to church planting, and just have this idea of whether they just send greetings to us in terms of the journey of what we're wanting to do with regard to church planting. And so I met with John Partington, our national leader, and said to him, I'd really like to just be able to connect with some people. So we said, well, I'll contact Brian Houston for you, the pastor of Hillsong, and see if he'll send us a greeting. Uh, we, I'll contact John Glass, who's the Elim national leader, great man of God, and see if he'll send us a greeting. And there was a number of other names. And, and I had the joy of being able to contact J. John. J. John, I don't know whether you've ever heard of J. John. Give me a wave if you have. J. John is a world-renowned evangelist. An evangelist is somebody who just declares God's word. That's the heartbeat. They just draw people to Christ. And J. John is a wonderful man of God. Um, and um, J. John kindly um, sent us a greeting. If you wanted to see any of those videos, if you just check out the AOG website, then they're on there. Go to church planting and you'll be able to see them. Some wonderful greetings. And J. John, in his greetings, just took a thought of looking back, looking forward, and looking up. And I remembered it. 
And, they're, they're the, and, and I haven't used because it was literally only a greeting, but I just want to use that this morning as the basis for the next few minutes. Looking back, looking forward, and looking up. And we read here in, in 2 Timothy in chapter 4, Paul writes to his protege, to the, the young man who has been mentoring, the young man who'd been on missionary trips with him, and who is now leading a great church by the name of Timothy. He says to him, I fought the good fight in verse 7. I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will, will, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I get a sense in which Paul was looking back, he was looking forward, and he was certainly looking up. He was looking back because he said, I have fought the good fight. Interestingly, in 1 Timothy, he says to Timothy, fight the good fight. That's, you've got to move forward into that. But here, Paul writes, I have fought the good, past tense. I'm not the greatest grammatical kind of person. You've all get my weekly news and you all know that. But I understand, even just somebody as basic as me, that that is past tense. I have fought. He was looking back. It's interesting that when we come to services like this, it is normal and it is right that we look back. I could look back on numerous things, numerous things that have happened over the course of this year. Some wonderful things. And I would encourage you certainly to just get signed in uh, to the 4th uh, of, of, of January and then the 11th as we have our baptismal. Just to reiterate, if you've not been baptized, you need to be. It's not, well, should I, shouldn't I? It's a command, be baptized. I want to encourage you, this coming year, we're going to see more people baptized than we've ever seen before. That's a faith statement, and that's a fact statement. It will be the living reality if we'll all just link our hearts together. We've seen lots of people baptized this year, and we're believing for more to come in Jesus' name. And we're going to be having a highlights uh, part of our service on the 11th, where we're just going to be showcasing some of the wonderful things that have taken place through Arena over this last year. And there is a sense in which I'm looking back. I'm very thankful to God for the great things that have happened, the great things that have happened through Mansfield and all that we're doing there, the great things that have happened through the community. The reality is this year, we, we now have Woolworths. Last year, we never had it, but this year we've got it, and we're walking into this year. We're going to believe by faith that God's going to help us. By the way, that's had about 10,000 Facebook hits or something like that. There's been a lot of interest around, around the whole thing. We've seen people find faith in Jesus. Universal is absolutely going a bomb. Kids' church is just getting absolutely pumped up. Bible training school has had incredible feedback and just great you know, input into people's lives. Small groups is gathering pace. Lots of things to be thankful for. And so we look back. And as I look at my own personal life, I look back. I look back at some things that have happened to me in this year. But listen to me, in looking back, it's very important that we look back and we learn. Because some of us have done some crazy things this year. We've made some stupid decisions this year. And it's no good beating yourself up and saying, oh, wasn't I stupid? You probably were stupid. You probably were idiotic. You probably did get it completely wrong. But I want to encourage you this morning. The Bible says this, forget the former things, the things of the past. I want to do a new thing. 
I want to do something special in your life. In your life. In your life. That's what God wants to do. And so we have to take those things that we've done, good and bad and indifferent, and this is the thing we've got to do. We've got to grow. We've got to grow from those things. I'm determined, Mike, that I'm going to grow from some of my idiotic actions, some of my stupid things, some of the things I said, some of the bad decisions, and I didn't make too many of them. I don't think the guys will stand. There may be one or two things Phil might have done, his Nick Hewer impression at me, you know, rolled his eyes. You know who I'm talking about, the apprentice is rolling. Here he goes again, old Thorpe, he's off, off on one. You know, that might be the case, but I'm determined, I'm determined, listen to me, to grow. Pete, I'm determined to take the things of this year, good and bad, and I'm going to grow in Jesus' name. Are you going to do the same? Are you going to take those things and say, I'm going to grow. I'm going to use this to propel me into my destiny. That is what God wants us to do. Paul said, you know, I have fought the good fight. He was looking at what had happened in his life. So what can I learn? What can I grow in? I wrote some thoughts here. As a dad, some dads here. What, what have I learned from this year as I look back? What have I learned as a husband? What are you learning as a, as a wife? What am I learning as a leader? Good and bad. What am I learning and what am I determined to carry forward as a person? Because I want to be more kinder. Some of these values are underrated. How kind are we? How gentle are we? I'm not talking about weak. How gracious, how courteous, how loving. These are how more how truthful are we? Because the reality is we all tell lies. Or many of us tell lies. And we 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 you know package it up with glitz and, and we say, well, it's only a white lie. You've heard there's no such thing. Are we truthful all the time? What what am I what am I gonna learn? What am I gonna grow in? So as I look back. That's what I look at. But the other thing is looking forward because he says, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race. And then he says, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. Paul was looking forward. He was looking forward. Now, the basis of Paul writing this actually that he was in a cold, damp prison cell and he was towards the end of his life. There's no doubt about that. Commentators all agree. But here we are today, on this Sunday, 28th of December, 2014. And I don't know what your year's been like. It might have been pretty rubbish. And you might want to put another word instead of the rubbish. It might have been pretty horrendous. We've had people in our church who've had diagnosis this year that has been terrible. We've got people in our church who've lost the mum. And, the, and they've lost family members. We've had people here who've lost the jobs. We've had people here who the kids have created chaos for them. I was even talking to a lady this morning, who I won't say because I've not asked her permission, but had a terrible Christmas because of something that her nephew did over this Christmas time. And they all create issues for us. And we could rest in our past and say, well, looking back, it's not been great, so I don't even look forward. But Paul says, now I'm looking forward to this crown of righteousness. You see, we need to carry our hope in our hearts, guys. 
that actually we're going to turn the page. If it's been bad, we're going to turn the page of 2014. And we're just with a great sense, an increased sense of just moving forward into all that God has for us. I'm a firm believer in this, you know, that all things work together for good. And you've heard me talk from this platform of some of the things that have happened in my life. You could say, well, where was God in all that? God was right in the middle of it. He was right smack bang in the center of it. Because I am, and you may say, well, you're a fool. No, I'm not a fool. I'm just trusting God. That God knows my footsteps. He carries me forward. He knows my life. He knows everything about my life. And if I will take these things and and use them for my learning and to, to grow, then I'm telling you, the future becomes very, very bright. It becomes very, very prosperous. It becomes full of color. I'm a better person for the bad things that happen to me now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm stronger because of those things. They've made me stronger, yeah? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Take the things that have happened this year and use them to make you stronger. And look with optimism. Look forward with hope because God's got great things in store for all of us. We need to look with hope. You've heard me say this before. Those who have had terrible times, tragedy happening in their life. I love this quote. Optimism, hope is a confidence that tragedy is not the last word, but the best is yet to be. If you've had tragedy, if you've had, if you've had difficulties in your life, just use that as a springboard to take you forward into all that God has for you and wants for you. As I look forward, I want to look forward with optimism. Julie, I want to be positive. I want to be as positive as Julie Turner. Can we get anybody more positive than Julie Turner? I just want to live with, a, with an optimism. And actually, I joke about it, but I, I, I'm, I am actually the kind of person that the glass is always half full. I do live with that. I don't live with depression. I'm very thankful for that because I know some of you do suffer with that. And, you know, we're very kind and very encouraging and want to help people because we recognize it is a challenge for certain people. But I don't live with that, and I thank God for that. But I want to live with an optimism. And even if you feel like there there's can be a depression over your life, I want to encourage you to stir your heart in this word. This word will fill your heart with hope and with optimism. Don't think that I'm, oh, I'm going to live optimistically when the Bible's there. You've got to get in this word and allow it to just speak faith into your heart and into your situation. So everything around you seems bad, but you begin to say, God, with you, I know I can do it. And something begins to happen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I feel it's more steamed up than you do. You look like a right bunch of miserable What's up with you this morning? We need to continue to not just look back, but we need to look forward with hope. With hope. And I want to encourage you with that. Here's a couple of statements that I just live with. Verses that I I just carry in my heart as as I move forward. It says in Philippians in chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. That's a word for somebody this morning. That's a rhema word for somebody this morning. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You might feel like you can't. I'm not telling you can. Who's telling you you can? God's telling you can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And here's another verse that I carry. Psalm 18 verse 29. With your help, and I can advance against a troop. With my God. 
I can scale a wall. Well, it might be a big wall, but God says I can scale it so I can do it. With your help, I can advance against the truth. Well, there's too many of them. No, with your help, I can advance against the truth. There might be hundreds of them. With your help, I can advance against this truth. With my God, I can scale a wall. I'm determined to look forward with optimism. But here's the crucial bit. Paul talks about fighting the good fight. He talks about looking forward, the crown of righteousness. But this is the thing that I absolutely love with all my heart. Because the third thing is looking up. Because he says, the Lord will award to me on that day. Paul recognized the very fact that he could leave behind yesterday to enter into today was all because of his ability to look up. Some people try to get through life through kind of messages that are going to G them up. So they get the Tony Robbins. Anybody heard of Tony Robbins? Motivational kind of thing. I can do this. They put the tapes on in the car. I can do this. I can make it work. You know, uh, we're all going to get fit, aren't we, in 2015. So we're like, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. And we just need that. No, listen. It's good to have positive messages. But the only way that we're going to be able to look forward with optimism is when it's rooted in looking up to our help. What does the Bible say? I lift up my eyes to the hills, to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Help me this morning. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The psalmist was locking up. He was saying, I don't know what the situation surrounded this, this, this psalm, psalm of ascent. But he says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains, to the hills. And where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and of earth. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you this morning. As you leave behind 2014, as you walk into 2015, mindful of the fact some of you had some great successes. Don't live on that success. Don't want to get into too much football, but my football team, Liverpool, rested on their laurels on past glories, and look at them now again. Look at them now again. You know, if you're living on past successes, it's a bad place to live. You've got to be fresh. You've got to be on it. You've got to keep working and moving forward into all that God has for us. But ours is rooted into looking up. Looking up to Jesus. I wanted to say to you this morning... You might be good at looking back because that's where you live your life. God doesn't want to live live your life in the past. He wants you to move forward. But if I can encourage you to really root this, I don't want to say for you to take notes, but just in your mind, take what you've learned and carry it into tomorrow. Take what you've learned from this year and from the past and determine that you're not going to repeat it. You're not going to do the same things if it's been a foolish thing. You're gonna, it's going to take you forward. You might be good at looking forward. I want to encourage you to continue to look forward with hope in God. A trust, a confidence in the living God. Listen to me this morning, sir, madam. God is for you. You're here this morning. You don't believe it. God is for you. Your mom and dad that might not have been for you. You might have had no relatives that are for you. You might have had nobody who's been interested in you, but God is interested in you. He is so passionate about you, it's unbelievable. 
So passionate. He knows you by name. He knows how many hairs you've got on your head. He knows where you come from. He knows where you are today. And he knows where he wants to get you to. And it's not filled with, with, with hellish darkness. It's filled with light. It's filled with life. That's his heart for you this morning. But I also want to encourage you not just to look forward, but to look up. All the strength that we need, certainty, peace, this is all found as we look up. I would love to be able to say to Arena Church people, it's one of the biggest problems that I carry as a pastor here. It's when people are in crisis. So I want to fix it. When some of you told me some of your stories and you're in great pain and great difficulty, when you get the prognosis, the diagnosis, I'm wrecked. We're wrecked. I'm not ashamed to say as a full-blown bloke, there's been occasions, numerous occasions throughout this year when I've gone into my office, I've had to close the door and I've wept. As I've taken some news, I've heard something, something's touched my heart of some, somebody some difficulty they're going through. I'd love to guarantee you that you're not going to go through anything. The reality is that isn't life. Life is difficult at times. But what I do want to assure you is if you will look up, you will find everything that you need. If you will put your trust in Jesus, you will find everything that you need because he will carry you through without a shadow of a doubt. I wonder if we'd bow our heads. I'm just great.